0: maintaining your lawn the right way this fall starts with Lowe's because Lowe's has the grass seed and fertilizer perfect for your growing area and the know-how to help you do it right and a great savings like up to $15 off select scott's grass seed and save $5 on a 12 and a half pound bag of scott's turf builder winter guard fall lawn food now $14.97 for all your fall projects do it right for less start with Lowe's valid through 10-2 selection and availability vary by location us only
1: All right, here we are. Sean here. Aloha from California. You know, before I go into anything, I wanted to um, talk about my last episode I did before this. You know what happened to me uh, after I posted? I got my first negative feedback and, you know, actually he was right. And in a way that I'm going to take it in a way that I wanted it to be. Dude told me it was garbage. And see, the thing is is that the episode itself talked about a CIA uh, document um, declassified. It's on their own website. But, you know, I didn't like I didn't like the um, Implications I didn't like it So why would I Entertain that as a reality, right? And it's funny Because things came back around to uh, You see, I just thought of that just now Actually, and like I remember my grandma telling me a story And the whole theme of the story was actually The story that I was trying to I was gonna I came on here to tell and you know the two things they collided very ironically and the theme is uh create your reality not out of a psycho kind of uh, makeup shit and you know uh, kind of way but in a way that's like lucid dreaming you know and this is a very Amazing story. I was shocked, especially hearing it from my grandma. To give a little backdrop, back in 2016, I went up to Canada. I wanted to see my mom, but before I got there, before I even uh, had got my ticket, actually, I was still saving up money. My mom went missing. And so my trip became a, um, a trip to go search for her. And it was hard. It was tough. It was tough to face because it had been 15 years since I had seen her. And, well, you know, buy the book. It's on Amazon. I'll, uh, I'll leave a link later on. But um, in any case, um, welcome to my show. I go hardcore here. I do. I try to keep this show uh, explicit, so if I didn't press it, just know it is explicit. I don't think anybody should ever hinder free speech. The F word, for instance. The F word actually comes from an acronym. Back in the medieval days, there was too many uh, serfs, right? So, they made it a law. Fornication under consent of king. That's right, you had to get licensed to have sex. (laughs) Fuck, right? That's crazy. (laughs) You know, so the word, it really just means kind of like a funny thing, you know? It's funny that we hinder it when that's what the word comes from. Irony is the face of God, so they say in the case, I have a little tunage for you, and this one is not a song so much as a sound from source. Trademark by Sheila Kennedy, good friend, awesome person, and everything. She, she's the most amazing uh, elder woman, I should say, <laughs> that I have ever met. She's a lot like me when it comes to tech. She's got probably more pages than I do, more websites than I do. And she's really tech savvy. It's just funny because she's like very, she's very spiritual and she's very aware and she's very, um, short and <laughs> she's got a mouth on her teeth sometimes, but you know, and, uh, um, it's all, in you know, she's Australian, you know, what do you think? <laughs> Sheila Kennedy. This one's called Astral Travel Protection. Now, isn't that soothing? Now, if we've uh, scared off all of the regular people, well, let's begin. (laughs) You know, actually, that's a huge thing, too. um, When it comes to anything deep in spiritual awareness or anything um, really intense, it's funny how it works, isn't it? It's like the universe kind of... um, it's like the cognitive dissonance that we all face within, because we all have it, you know, on different levels and on different subjects and different things. But it's almost like the cognitive dissonance uh, plays out in the physical realm. And it might be like as, uh, as you're about to hear something deep, but then like, you know, a car starts honking really loud or um, something happens to intervene. And what that is, is it's like, it's like giving you a road, right? You know, it's giving you a fork in the road. It's like you could seek and you could pay attention deeper, even though, you know, there's that kind of annoyance in your, in your uh, mind that says like, no, look away, look away. But, you know, um, or you could, um, look away, you know, and, uh, generally we look away. In fact, I found that, uh, when it comes to a lot of the psychic readings, That get done by a lot of uh, psychic readers, not all of them, but some. They tend to take the cognitive dissonance as uh, the uh, intuition, which should not be the the thing. You know, I think everybody should have that vigilance to seek, of course, in a person's own manner of comfort. But you know, even uh, even then. Sometimes be able to push farther into the uncomfortable because it's generally the uncomfortable that really holds the deep truth. At least I've found for myself, you know. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's it would be natural, right? Because we wouldn't want to look at things that uh, show that our egos were wrong about certain things, you know, because our egos would be like, no, (laughs) I am right, always. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's, we all got it, right, you know, it's all good, you know, in any sense. So I was up in Canada, all right, this is talking about the Queen of Venus story that my grandma told me, phew, hardcore, I know, wait till you get into it, all right, let's go. So I'm up in Canada. I've been there maybe a week or so. It's already it already had been um, loads and loads of synchronicity. I was going through the um, you know the 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 path the the uh, guidance of things. You know, first it started off with eleven eleven like usual, right? After a while um, before I, right before I got to Canada, it had started to become animals instead and started off with the uh, with that it started off with the butterfly to the dragonfly uh, to the uh, to the eagle I think it was or something uh, in, in any case um at my grandma's it was a, I had a blast, it was a trip, and I got to hear a lot of weird stories, crazy stuff. I hadn't seen her since I was a kid, very young, maybe like six years old, something like that. And we were going out, I think it was late in the afternoon, and <clears throat> we were going to go pick up a grandpa or something. No, 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 we were going shopping, that's right you know and uh, we're, at, we're by the door and we got our jackets on you know i put my shoes on and we were lightly talking about reality and manifestation and she stops me right there right we're at the door about to go and she stops me right there had no idea it was about to be like a 45 minute long talk <laughs> storytelling right in the middle you know right before we left you know and um but, of course, I gave it my utmost attention, and I hope you do, too. She wanted to explain something to me. And she told it to me through an experience that happened to her and how she learned it. Well, back before I was born, my grandparents, they, they looked up, really. They, um, they manifested a house in Maui that they were able to stay at whenever they wanted to. And at this point in time, you know, my mom was still young. I think 18 or something like that. And um, my mom was the oldest. All the other daughters were a bit younger. And um, my grandma was young too. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and uh, she says that she said that She had made some friends over there on Maui. Now, Maui is a very hippie place. Super hippie. Super hippie. Like, galore. If you can imagine San Francisco, but Hawaii. Yeah. (laughs) And, well, you know, um, she had two friends that drove up on a Jeep, and they were going to go take her to... uh, go do, you know, spiritual stuff, and they picked her up, you know, she asked where we're going, yo, go, oh, we're going to go to the flea market real quick and pick up the Queen of Venus, and, you know, my grandma, she's, she's Canadian, you know, and she's, uh, you know, I'm, um, well, I mean, she's, she's been around the block a bit, but she's, you know, she's just like, oh, wow, well, okay, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's a sweetheart, if you could picture her, yeah, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, you know, she's just there innocently in the back of the Jeep, you know. And they drive up to the flea market. And my grandma tells me like this. She says, she looks and she sees the most beautiful woman she's ever seen, radiant. And she approaches, like she's flowing And she gets in the car with my grandma in the back. And sits right next to her. And my grandma says, I don't know what she said to me. But she said something... Immediately, so powerful. That I started to cry. Uncontrollably. And I just kept... I was crying. My eyes out so hard. And... As I was crying... This woman, the Queen of Venus, takes my tears with her finger and starts drawing symbols on my skin, saying words in another language. Now, you know, that's a... Yeah, that's wow. As it is. That's wow as it is. Right? So they start... Uh, they keep driving, and... Um, where they were going was this house up country. I can't remember where my grandma said it was. But any, anyway,s um, they were gonna do a clearing. The two people that were uh, in the front were doing were gonna do a clearing on the house. And so you know they drive up to the spot, and uh, the two get up out of the car and go up to do the house. But um. You know, my grandma and the Queen of Venus stay in, in the jeep and um, there's horses to the side, right? My grandma said that she's leaning out of the jeep, you know, like saying, hey, your horse, you know, trying to, trying to, trying to get them to come over, you know? And, uh, and she said, the Queen of Venus gets out of the jeep and goes around the fence, you know, into the, into the, the yard like she owned the place or something you know like she just goes in like oh and she beckons for the horses to come and she said that the horses came up to the queen of venus and kneeled before her and then she beckoned for the horses to go to my grandma and they went over to my grandma and my grandma got to pet them. And, you, know, she's, you know, at this point, my grandma, <laughs> is, like, she's telling the story. Like, it's, like, happening right there at the spot, you know. And that's how memory goes, too, right? Puts us there. And empathy also brings us there as well. So, you know, my grandma is, like, oh, like, you know, like, really tripping out right now. But now, you know. And so you know, the two people they get done with the clearing of the house. They get back in the jeep, and now they're driving. And then uh, one of them goes, "Oh crap!" Looks at the time. It's like, "Oh, it's this, this, this." We're supposed to be there in half an hour. We're not going to make it. And so they go. Uh, one of the the other one goes. We're going to have to do a time jump. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I if you could uh, just imagine a grandma. Now, she's a very sane grandma, mind you. She's got a very good head on her shoulders, and she's very wise. And as you will hear at the end of this, this story, when you uh, hear the lesson. So, you know, at this point, my grandma's like, oh, time jump. Like, <laughs> what the heck is going on? Right? And, uh, you know, she explains it as this, is that she doesn't know how, and she didn't understand how it could have been possible. But a drive from one area of the island to the other area of the island that clearly would only... I mean, that clearly would take, like, over an hour and a half. It would be impossible to do it in half an hour. Somehow they made it. She said that it didn't seem like there was any... um teleporting. It didn't seem like there was any, you know, intense thing that happened. They didn't fly, <laughs> but somehow they made it in time. They did a time jump. Right there. Well, the whole time that this whole thing was going on, and I'm telling this in the way that my grandma told me, because, uh, you know, my grandma also forgot to mention but, you know, at the end, she tells me, oh, yeah, and the whole time they were talking about this mothership, right? Like, oh, we gotta, we gotta be ready for the mothership, the mothership this, the mothership that. Right? So they drop off my grandma, right? You know, and I'd say goodbye. Well, that night, My grandma wakes up. Two a.m. I'm pretty sure she said two a.m. I can't I can't uh, be fully 100, percent but yeah, two a.m. about ish. Because um, my I asked my aunt too, who comes in the story right here. So my grandma wakes up and goes downstairs. She doesn't know why she's up or what she's doing. But my auntie, Jen, she goes downstairs too. She wakes up and goes downstairs too and they just look at each other. And they don't know why and they don't know what they're doing. They get in the car and they drive to the beach. They get out of the car at the beach and they walk out to the beach and they look up. And there's a big old UFO just chilling there up in the sky. And my grandma didn't say chilling. <laughs> but. And they stayed there watching it the whole time. And saying She said that that must have been the mothership that they were talking about. Now, the sun starts to come up, and they're still there watching it. She said that people started to come out, you know, and uh, go to the beach and enjoy their day. And my auntie and my grandma look around. Nobody sees it. The sun's coming up. The thing is still there in the sky. Nobody, Nobody's even paying attention. Nobody sees it at all. Well, they get back in the car go back home, and go to sleep. The entire time, not saying a word to each other. I asked my auntie about that story later, and she verified it all. Which is a trip. It's a trip. So, back to my grandma's house. We're in front of the door. Still have not left yet. I got my scarf on, jacket on, and everything. And then my grandma tells me that after that, you know, you know, because um, that was a that was a whopper. Well, she met Sydney Banks, a family friend. He uh, ended up be, uh, being one of their neighbors, and um, he's maybe not so much known these days. He passed away, but he was the dude to you know he. he he helped a lot of people. He found enlightenment out in the woods just for a walk. And he understood the uh, process. And, um, you know, I need to study. I need to go back and watch some of his old videos. Because I, 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 you know, when I was young, I just didn't understand. But in any case, she said that. She showed him a picture of her and uh, the two people that were the, the driver and the uh, passenger side. And Sidney Banks goes uh, oh, okay, one of those or those kind of people. Ooh. <laughs> and it goes like that. And it, she, she, my grandma's explaining, like, I didn't understand how he could have uh, cut that because they were dressed like perfectly normal in the picture. You know. And um, I guess then Sydney Banks began to teach her or express to her about uh, the nature of it all is that you can choose. You can choose for a thing to be in your reality or to not be in your reality. Or, you know, for a thing to be real or not. And my grandma chose... No more UFO alien stuff. <laughs> and it never she never encountered anything UFO or weird or woo-woo again, you know? Um, probably did again. I'm sorry. She did she she goes through synchronicities like crazy. So that's a different thing though. That's a different topic, right? It's still spiritual. But it's not alien specific or UFO specific. Now that's a huge, huge thing we gotta think about, right? Synchronicity itself, thought manifestation, reality. As one of my mentors puts it, if consciousness is the foundation of all reality, then anything that can be thought, imagined, or dreamed up by default is real. So, you know, um, I was telling a, I don't want to call him a, I don't want to call him a pupil. I don't want to call him a student. I was telling, I was telling a friend earlier today that, um, denial is fine in the sense of not putting yourself in a situation that's going to be dangerous or psychologically health. You know? And I'm barely understanding that. you know. I still have my stance. I still believe that there are things that should definitely be faced when it comes to negativity and positivity. I know that a lot of things nowadays, um, there's a lot of effort for looking towards what is good and what is um, what brings happiness and raises vibration. I can respect that. I would wish that we could all take that and place that kind of vibe and attention and awareness onto the things that are negative. Seek the light in it and to see the light in it but heal it, for sure. And a lot of the times, it's not always a uh, thing that has to be negative, you know. I have a, uh, well, I, I don't want to call him my friend anymore. He was a good friend, but to be honest, I don't even really know the guy. And he kind of weirded me out, but, but we did have a lot of powerful talks. Uh, I won't name him, of course, but, well, you know, he used to to get really negative and depressed a lot. And since I've been there so much in my life, I knew that every time that he swore or name called me or any of that, it was because he was hurting inside. And I knew it exactly as though it was happening to me in the moment so it was easy for me to not at all take offense at any of it and to still try to reach to him and give love and i did and i did for months i hope he's okay you know there was a limit of course i had to I had to back up because i I saw that, I guess there was a a boundary or a uh, time frame to where I wasn't helping anymore. I'm guessing that the same thing has happened to me or is happening to me in a lot of ways. I suppose faith is in order all around. But yeah, well, Queen of Venus for you. I hope you like that story. You don't have to take it as reality. You could totally say it was a bunch of... uh, You could say that my grandma made it up. You could say that I made it up. You could say the Queen of Venus made it up. Hey, (laughs) you know, maybe you are the Queen of Venus. This was a long time ago before I was born, so who knows? Thinking about it, I can say that Edgar Casey. if you didn't know, I've been studying that guy and his readings all my life. And although I do not take everything in the archives as verbatim, I take almost everything in the archives as verbatim, because his stuff is pretty dead on. He's solid. He's way solid. He's He predicted Pluto before we knew it existed. He, he even knew where it was and when we'd find it. He said that the ancients called it uh, Vulcan, actually. And that's how we got the term. For Star Trek, at least. <laughs> and... um What he said about Venus was that higher dimensional and higher awareness, uh, beings of higher awareness lived on Venus in a life form that we, we right as now cannot perceive. And we definitely could not perceive as life. I would say it's probably more of a, uh, it's just a higher vibrational dimensional realm try to picture it, and um, as an astrologer, I imagine it's really beautiful. When we talk about Venus, we talk about the aspects of beauty, understanding the aspects of beauty. As we on Earth are affected by Venus, depending on where Venus is in our charts, in our natal charts, and um, in transit, affect the perspectives that we have when it comes to things like beauty, harmony, um, righteousness, too. But not in the sense that we use the term righteousness these days. In Hawaii, the Hawaiian slogan, really, goes like this. It goes, Uomao kea o ka'aina I o Hawaii. Hawaii with a, V. I don't know where the W came from. Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. um, Hawaii. And what that means is it means the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness. And it's actually the, the life of uh, the land of Hawaii is perpetuated in righteousness. But you can apply that in any sense that you want. Hawaii and what that means with that is uh, very simple the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness that's the flow of the harmony the the, the literal life the expression the bloom of life from the seed from the womb from the from the, the love making actually let's start there <laughs> from the joy of life, the desire to live, the harmony in a community, the trust and faith that a family would have for each other, and all these things that are really, really on the verge of extinction in the world right now. Well, it's ironic, isn't it? In every sense, when we look at any time there's been any kind of cataclysm, and uh, and in any... Mythology. They all say the same. They say it was humanity. We became wrongful in our ways. And yeah. Well, as um, we look at it, we could see that. New Zealanders and Hawaiians have a very, very similar language and mythology. Actually, they also have Maui, too. Maui being the man god, the, the, the one who pulled up all the islands. The Hawaiian superman. And just as so, it's, it's Lemuria, the very tip-top. I love the Hawaiian language in the sense that it's... um. Very, it's got very few letters. It's mostly all vowels. And by that, we can see clearly that... It's a very spiritual language. When it came to a lot of the chants, people would be beaten, harshly, hardcore, if they got even a tone wrong. Because the chants, that's messing around with nature. That's magic. You know? And the vowels would be more more closely to light language than anything else. It's like a rainbow. You know? I, um, I like to tell people, and it trips them out all the time, right? You know, because uh, in the Hebrew alphabet uh, of saying Yahweh, it's the... What is it, the J H Y H or something like that, right? Which is no vowels. Well, it's funny because Yahweh has the well almost. If we if we if we slow it down a bit, it has all the vowels. Uh, you know, it's got it all. Like you can you can start at any point too, and it would turn out. To be that kind of that flow you know that light really the rainbow spectrum it's very beautiful and it's funny too because that goes back to uh, how um i believe it was the hebrew first letter but i might be mistaken there was a letter that they termed as the uh, the name of God, and actually it was a silent letter, which is funny huh ain't that funny? well, it's um seven minutes left, but I just wanted to express again i I, I went and deleted the other episode, but if you're catching this on um a color, uh, a Google Podcast. If you're catching this on um, iTunes um, or SoundCloud or maybe YouTube, I can delete it off YouTube. But the other ones, I don't think I can delete it off of the uh, the former episode. So I guess I got to be more responsible with what I put out there. I th- I figured, oh, this was. It's, I mean, it's got the evidence as that it was on the CIA website, right? You know, you can Google it. Anybody can Google it, and it's there. But, you know, actually, screw that. You know, we create our realm. We create our reality, not in a psychotic way, in a beautiful way, in a magical way. And I think now... I'm going to do it in a more responsible way. Now, I apologize for anybody if uh, you heard that last one. People say don't apologize these days, especially somebody that quite possibly could be the Queen of Venus. But I will not give that out because that would be be too funny. (laughs) I think she's, I don't know. I don't know. If you're listening, <laughs> you know I. It's just uh, it fits, it fits. But in any case, aloha oia, o Maui, o Hawaii, o America, o India, o oh the world, o oh humanity, and um, the universe, right? From the Garden of Eden and on. Bye bye.
0: Madness, baby. Madness, baby. this
1: baby.
0: Psh. Punching in Stonegate, baby. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Same old shit. Same old shit. Check it. I might be running low on common sense, blowing on my oxygen, knowing that I was always meant to make it hard for y'all to win, sent to bring the lunatic to you and all you hooligans, It ain't never been no harm, and going harder than my duplicates, smarting up the park bus, and fill it up with women, when you saw me in my truck without my L's, asking who is this, dropping about to do a flip, holding on like if I drop the ball, and if I lose my grip, then bet I'm going in for all the niggas I be fooling with, how do I forget about the haters doing 40 much, I don't like your flavor like a Salem or a camel crush, neighborhood is active out here acting up. I'm trying to turn this dick to a stack of bucks. Laughing it on you, quacking ducks. Always had a knack for having the baddest bitches back it up. Now I'm finna hurl from all this cracking up. That and all the echo wasn't passing up. That's because I really don't relax nothing. This is how you tend to act. If ever you have had a rough getting you the grasp But it all, it's hard to teach when you a dust. For once, I want to break from all the huff and puff. Rollers with your overbrush. Told you now I'm owning up to everything you said I was. If I could get ahead alone, my love, I could open doors. Then I won't be nothing nice. Living room with kitchen flow Giddy always y'all, owe Everything and none at all Working on some brief of smoke Learning from my keeping on And after all that speaking on me I don't want to lead you on it Trying to lead you with the wrong idea About where I'm going It's all Jesus, I understand You done had it up to here with all my gas And if I could only make it rapping So I could say I made it happen Been under the dog forever Now I really do have it Damn Pat, I haven't shown you any signs of be falling back Sorry I ain't catch your call Leave your name and number at the beach So I can call you back Fall or fail, never I've been on my lumberjack Overworking and a flaw Look at how you made me act Beating like an ape for hog How you all became a snack How it all became a rap I left for really bring it back To what we all in habitat San Jose is on the map Hammer time forever black Swagger like the cabbage patch Color ain't a factor But statistics say that we only want To keep the prisons packed. They don't wanna make it So we never turn to pulling jacks Selling dope for city traps Trying to bring the bullet back I ain't wanna do it But to ever lack it Give a me a foolish act Not what I was shooting at Back when I was schooling, to fit in with the cooler cats. I ain't mixed, so I would never be with that. would cool at the irony is later on. That's what they be losing at. And they can never make it at this altitude. I'm cruising at. It's only right for me to make an interest on them. Who is that? Flies any bird, playing Alabama. High as I can get. Smoke another for my cataracts. This is for my brother, my mother, and my daddy. Back when I was just a youngster, it was hard for us when we were at the life I chose. Not to leave alone. Led to my love for this microphone I'm speaking on the baggage i am bring along I'm praying for the walls that keep me strong The same ones that got me pouring out my soul Through the course of my